Welcome to A Love for the Bible, Series 3, Session 11. This is Dave Clark. During Series 3, Session 10, I shared about a section from the Bible that I especially enjoyed reading. It was near the end of the book of Acts, Acts 25, 23 through 28, 15. It relates to Paul's public trials near the end of his ministry and his journey to Rome. For session 11, in that it is now nearing the end of 2021, those who are considering starting a Bible reading habit at the beginning of 2022, I have a recommended plan, including six steps. Let's take a look at these. The first step is to choose a Bible translation of your choice. We have many to choose from, and, there, and let's look at a brief look at a few of the more popular choices. The most traditional is the King James Version. This was first written way back in 1611. Taking the example of John 3, 4, using the King James Version, it reads, Nicodemus saith unto him, how can a man be born when he's old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? Notice the word saith, using an old English word. Now, a second possible translation is the King James Version. This translation was written in 1982 to be a close parallel to the prior King James Version, but without Old English words. So let's listen again to John 3, 4 using this translation. Nicodemus said to him, how can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? Notice the word saith is replaced with, replaced with said. Now, a third possibility is the New International Version. This is written in 1973. Here we have an attempt to put the Bible into more modern English without holding a tight comparison to the King James Version, as was done with the New King James Version. Listen to John 3, 4 this time. How can a man be born when he is old, Nicodemus asked. Surely he cannot enter a second time into his mother's womb to be born. And finally, the New Living Translation is a good choice. This is a very modern translation written in 1996. Listen to how John 3, 4 goes this time. What do you mean, exclaimed Nicodemus? How can an old man go back into his mother's womb and be born again? Notice the expression of the modern, the very modern expression, what do you mean? As far as when, which translation to select, I would suggest taking whichever one you feel most comfortable reading. The next Bible reading choice is to pick a starting date. I would suggest right away, particularly, particularly if you are using a Bible in a year plan. Bible in a year plans I have seen start with January 1st. It'd be near that date today. You could easily start soon. Step three is to choose a daily Bible reading place and time. My wife and I like breakfast. I find it easy to spread my Bible and resource guide on the kitchen table while I eat. Knowing where and when I eat, it's easy not to forget. Also, I find I'm alert in the morning. Also, my wife and I find we can share with each other 
when we have questions or special insights that we like to share. After we are finished, we always pray with each other. Our Bible reading makes us more with the attitude to pray. Step four is to choose a reading plan. For example, you could share, you could choose a plan that takes you through the Bible in one year from Genesis to Revelation. But other plans include, say, from John to Luke, using a, or using a chronological Bible. Now, going from John to Luke may work well with newer Christians, as it would start with an emphasis on the spiritual side of Christianity, as, as it with, uh, with John. But the more difficult to read Old Testament would come towards the end of the year. Also, a chronological Bible is an interesting choice, reading the Bible in order of occurrence. Particularly if you have already read the Bible all the way through, you may want to focus on a particular book in the, of the Bible, such as Galatians, James, or Peter. Step five is to answer Bible questions as you read. In particular, the book, A Heart for the Bible, uh, which I wrote, contains questions from numerous books throughout the Bible you can refer to as, as you read. This should help you to stay focused and help ensure you are getting important points. If you have decided to focus on a specific book, you could just refer to the questions for that particular book. Step six is to obtain a Bible resource guide. For example, one I wrote is called A Path to the Bible, Unlock the Meanings from the Old Bible, second edition. Let me introduce this book by reading its preface written by my senior pastor. I remember the old adage, a journey of a thousand miles begins with one step. Sometimes I suspect when we think about reading the Bible, the book somehow doubles or even triples in size, presenting itself as a journey of a thousand miles. How do you actually start? Can it be accomplished? Will it make sense? All those questions must come to mind when thinking about reading the Bible through for the first time and continuing it in a systematic way. Interestingly, we preachers often share with folks the wonders of reading the Bible, but not very often do we spend much time how to do it. How does one ju actually jump into the living waters of the word of God? Well, if ever there was a simple, easy to follow plan of action for reading the Bible, here it is. About your author, Dave Clark, your Bible tour guide. I have seen him teach firsthand on his faith in Christ and love for the word of God. I have seen him encourage others in their daily reading, study, and personal application of God's word. However, the best endorsement I can give to you regarding this book and the life-impacting instruction herein is this. I've seen Dave over the years live his faith in his home with his wife and children and in the church family setting. Here's a dedicated logical step-by-step -step plan for both those new to the Bible and those who have made it their lifelong passion to pick it up and daily make themselves a friend of the word of God. Paul Aguilar, Senior Pastor, Calvary Chapel Life, Midway City, California. So I appreciate the words that Pastor Paul shared about the book, A Path Through the Bible. Now, moving on, 
some major aspects from this guide is first, it has, its, has a daily plan, what to read each day, taking you from Genesis to Revelation. Second, there are weekly devotions from myself or others that coincide with the weekly readings. As example, I like to read the first devotion given that corresponds to the reading for January 4th. Now, it turns out each one of the devotions has, a, I put a title to help you to, to better see you know, what it's going to be referring to. So the title of this first devotion is A Deeper Meaning of Sacrifices. And this is what it says. In reading through Leviticus, I, I'm sorry, excuse me. The, the title is Free Will and God's Response. And this is for January 4th. It says, the thought I would like to describe today comes from my reading in Genesis 11. We were, are told that all people at this time had one language. There was an attempt to build a city with a tower that was so high it reached into the heavens so that the builders could not could make a name for themselves with staying united. This is called the Tower of Babel. However, God was concerned about this goal that the people would become too powerful, and he confused their language and scattered these people. To me, this is an example of how God interacts with us. He gives us free will, but will step in when it becomes necessary so that the things go according to his ultimate will. I think another example is the use of angels to be messengers of God at important times of history, such as angels speaking to Mary and Joseph. Now, I give also an opportunity with these devotions for people to respond. I wrote when people responded to these as I sent these devotions out to people in our congregation. So here's a response that I received. And he said, Dave, amen, Dave. What struck my mind in the Tower of Babel account in that is that God mentions us in verse 7. So to me, a clear indication once again of the Trinity. Also, it shows what separation from God does to us when left to our own devices. When we take our eyes off of Jesus, we build our own idols. For example, I was listening to a sports station this morning, and the DJ literally said to come and lay flowers and cards as a memorial at a baseball park of a man who passed away this weekend. Now, granted, he was an awesome combat vet and baseball player, but is he worthy of the idolatry displayed? Of course, this is just my opinion, but it sure got, had me thinking when we start building ourselves up instead of Jesus. Brian. And then I responded to Brian's and wrote back to him. Thanks, Brian, for your thoughts. Yes, I agree the Tower of Babel passage does again indicate the Trinity. It's almost like with an important decision being made, God is three in one is shown to be behind it. Also, we are so inclined to look towards making a name for ourselves. How different was Jesus who was willing to wash the feet of the disciples? Now, number three I'd like to mention regarding the, this resource guide is it helps you in your understanding through providing brief themes for each book. So for example, the theme for Genesis is beginnings. The theme for Exodus is deliverance. The theme for Leviticus is instruction, and the theme for Numbers is journeys. 
Fourth, as you go along, provide her what I consider to be central meanings. The central meaning I wrote for the first four books of the Bible is God created us with and has a plan for our lives. He also has given free will. And then fifth, daily space is provided for you to write notes for your insights. These are arranged to ask the questions, what does it say? What does it mean? And what will I do? And I would like to share what I wrote in this section for January 4th of this year. So starting with, what does it say? The whole world had one language. They used brick instead of stone and tar for mortar. They planned to make a city with a tower that reached the heavens. But God confused their language so they, they wouldn't understand each other. It was called Babel. And then I wrote, what does it mean to me? God didn't want a people so filled with pride they would not feel a need for God. We also are given circumstances where we are driven to depend on God. And then what will I do? I would try to praise God even when things are difficult, knowing that hardship brings one to depend more on God. So you are also, as you read, use this guide, you're given the opportunity to, to write out, what does it say, what does it mean, what will I do after each, um, each lesson, each day. Now, sixth, periodically there's opportunity to journal on what you feel you have accomplished and what you could still be do better and why. So I have a little journal, journaling page as you go along throughout the, the guide. And seventh, throughout our photos from Israel from a trip my wife and I took through Israel in October 2009. The subjects of these photos were the Dead Sea, the Western Wall in Jerusalem, the Sea of Galilee, the traditional site of Jesus' Sermon on the Mount, the Garden of Gethsemane, a possible tomb like that for Jesus seen along the road in the Jezreel Valley, and an excavated Roman amphitheater in Caesarea. And a path through the Bible can be found on Amazon if you're interested in this guide by doing a search, a path through the Bible, unlock the meanings from the whole Bible. So in summary, there are six Bible reading steps I suggest. These include finding a Bible translation of your choice, picking a starting date, finding a daily Bible reading time and place, choosing a reading plan, answering Bible questions as you read, and obtaining a Bible resource guide. I would like to encourage you to make 2022 a year to have Bible reading as your own daily Thank you to our listeners for joining me for Series 3, Session 11 of A, of a Love for the Bible. Series 3, Session uh, 12 will air beginning Tuesday, January 11th at 8 a.m.